Hey guys. <laughs> so I come bearing gifts today. Ooh, what do we have here? We have something very special. I heard that you guys were going on a trip. Yes. We are. Yeah. We are. Where are you guys headed? Italia. Italia. Have you guys ever been there before? No. Nope. First well, time. Well, mm. if that's the case, uh, you guys are going to be drinking a lot of these. Yes. In the coming weeks. Love these. <laughs> so today we have Aperol spritzes it that we made amazing. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Made them from scratch. Oh, it was so much work. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard cracking open those bottles and pouring them into the cup. <laughs> but it is very good and refreshing. We're just missing some pasta. Yes. Pasta? I can't eat no carbs. You guys know that. <laughs> Yo, I lost like 20 pounds this year. Yes. Almost 20 pounds. See it yeah, all I lost, in your I face. Lost, I, lost, I lost it all in my face. <laughs> yes. Marissa and my body so fat as hell, but... <laughs> We learned real quick after the last episode what well, we all need to work on. Yeah. I lost some weight on my face. Did you, can, you, can you tell? No. <laughs> she lives with you. You need, so you you need to look at same. my face more. If you lose weight on your face, you age. You get wrinkles. So you tell me I gotta get it. So I gotta eat more fat. So fat people don't get wrinkles? As you age, if you lose weight, you become wrinkly. I don't know if I. She's like, I don't, don't know if that has any scientific. Effect. Yes, yes. Older people lose weight; they're super wrinkly. Why? Well, I know. I think just old people just get wrinkly to begin with. No, no, but I don't think it has anything to do with doing being being skinny or not. Unless your name is Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> she's like sixty. She's that's sixty. Yeah. No, she's fifty something. That's, that's like called 50 work done. <laughs> no, she's she's all natural. No, no, no. Who else? Who else? Who else thought that they were natural? It was. There's no way that they were natural. When it, but she also gets Shakira is another one. No, Did she definitely got work done? No, everyone's, has she? I don't think she looks so. like she was twenty something. She looks young, but that's like far away um, though. Also, us Latin women age very well. Thank you very much. So, can we give J Lo a shout out for maintaining it? Work done. Work done. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ever got? You guys ever heard the, the saying like "Black don't crack, Asians don't raisin"? Yes. No. I've heard black don't crack. Well, <laughs> Asians don't raise it either. <laughs> so Ben is actually 105. <laughs> I've been a wedding photographer for about 100 of those years. I was here. I was here when they were still using those uh, those old timey cameras where everyone had to stay still for like 30 seconds to get a to get a decent photo. Yeah, that's how I like it. I'm like Wolverine with you know? the cloth that goes over your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bulb on the side that just flashes. <laughs> How do we get on the subject? Oh, we were talking about carbs. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't really eaten that many carbs since the new year. I've been on a health journey since the new year. Oh, so that's, that's like, my weakness. Not true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you definitely you have the wife to shout you out and like put you, you in your ate, place. You ate ramen. That's not called carbs. <laughs> I had ramen. That's like super no, carbs, no, 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 no. except ramen. No, no, no. <laughs> Today, well, yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> day before that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, my carb, that's part of my carb like allowance. Like I'm allowed to have yeah, some so carbs. You, okay. So that's my carbs for the day. Okay, that's so my you ramen. Have carbs. No, 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 but it's very limited carbs. Like I can't be eating okay, like a whole bowl okay. of pasta every day. Like I, yeah, I haven't well, eaten rice. I don't, really, I don't really eat that much bread. Okay, I love ramen. bread. That's my weakness. Bagels. Bread. Yeah. Any type of bread. Like pizza. I can't stay. Oh, pizza. I was making pizza at home the other day. Again. <laughs> oh my God. It's, we're getting our, our pool bodies ready for the summer. Yeah. All the pizza we're eating. And so we can float easier. easier. <laughs> but you guys. After Italy. <laughs> exactly so. But didn't you guys just like. Didn't you guys just install or purchase like a pizza oven? Yeah. Yeah. That's uni. what we're doing. Yeah. Uni. Yeah. yeah. That's going to help. 
Exactly. That's literally what I'm saying. We're getting our, our beach bodies ready. It's just a nice little makes you guys a little bit couch. more uh, more uh, buoyant. I yes, guess. exactly. <laughs> yep. We can't drown, we can't drown if, if we're big. <laughs> if we're swollen. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, should we get to the podcast? Yeah. yeah. to Focus AF. I'm Jen. I'm Ro. I'm, I'm Ben. Karis. <laughs> I'm next. All right, go ahead. Let's try that again. Let's go this way. I mean, it's I always me. I like that intro. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. Whatever. We'll keep it. We'll keep it. All right, let's get into it. Next All right. Way. All right. So today... What are we doing today? Today we're interviewing Ben and Karis. We wanted everyone to know a little bit more about the two couples that make up this podcast. And the lovely Mr. and Mrs. Lau are going first. Okay. I'm ready. Are you ready? I guess. Yeah, I feel like I'm being interrogated. Maybe, maybe not. Is this like an, is this like an interrogation? Yeah, 10 minutes. <laughs> we have 10 minutes to get all that we can just to give you guys, Just to give you guys a little bit of context, right? Uh, we normally have our live-in babysitters Basically, aka Karis's parents, uh, yeah. they help us with the um, with the babysitting situation. But they are out of town for the next month, <laughs> so we've got <laughs> we've got to pull uh, double duty right now. So Karis has got to take the kids out to do some activities. Yeah, yeah. But that's real life. That's that's just being a working mom yeah. and working parents. Yeah, having yeah. to do what you got to do. So we'll get what we can out of Karis before she has to. So yeah, so she's gonna have to bounce in a little bit. So let's get to these questions. Yes, I'm ready. So, first up. Who were Ben and Karis before they were Ben and Karis? So give us a little bit about what you guys did before, before you met each other. Karis, you go first. <laughs> she, <laughs> is she just talking about herself or talking yeah, about me herself. too? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Before, before photography? Before you met yep. Ben. Ben. Um, she was happy. Yeah. <laughs> happy, wealthy. She had more money. Living the life. <laughs> I have graphic design background Mm -hmm. uh, since high school, I guess. And then I went to art school in New York. And yeah, I was in graphic design, doing graphic design work (laughs) in design. Love it. Is is that why you love fashion as well? Um, Fashion. Yeah, I I just like fashion. It just fell into place with all yeah. the art stuff. Since, since nice. forever. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell them about the company that you work for right before you made the leap to photography. D3 Big? No, the one after that. Right before photography. Where were you working? Oh, chicken. <laughs> Did you guys uh, know that? Yeah. No. So is Wait, that? So both of you were, were work chicken. For chickens. We're in the chicken industry. <laughs> okay, so that goes into your background. You, you guys you told us a little bit in the last episode about the chicken yeah, world. But we're not done with Karis yet. Do you guys have any more line of questioning for her? No, I just want to get an idea of what yeah. she was oh, doing before that, you, yeah. before she met you. and Yeah, she was happier, much happier. 
Yeah, I'll... happier. And then so happier. did your. Before you met her, you were in the chicken world too. I was in the chicken business for a few years. Okay. Yeah, it, was a, it, was, it was a family business. It wasn't like, I'm going to go through five years of college. I'm going to graduate and get into the chicken industry. <laughs> it was a family business. I was on a break. You know, uh, prior to that, I was uh, in the financial services industry and I was doing that for, I don't know, seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. I got into middle management, did really well until I wasn't. And then I met my wife and I met her on a Friday. I put in my two weeks that Monday and I quit my job at the, you know, in finance and, um, Went full-time chicken. You could say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Full-time chicken. Wait, so did you bring him into the chicken? No, you didn't bring him into the chicken. No. Thing, but no, no, no. no. So was, I was, different companies. Yeah, I right. was in chicken franchise companies. Mm-hmm. I was like designing. And yeah, Ben was in like chicken, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> like the real name. Like If you guys think about like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Yeah. Swap out the chocolate for chicken. Like that's how much chicken I was dealing with. All right. Like I was swimming in chicken, like 60,000 pounds a day. So, so definitely not breaking bad type chicken stores. Uh, yeah, we could have, but I don't, I don't think we did. <laughs> we probably had the ability to do that, but we had like USDA coming in all the time. We had like 80. No, no, nothing like that. So your worlds didn't collide in the chicken world. No, we did not. No, how did your worlds no. collide? You want me to tell the story? Yes. All right. So uh, we were both in Philadelphia for a work function. We were both single and uh, she was at the hotel bar. I have a feeling she was putting herself out, of, out, out as bait, you know? So- um, <laughs> We'll so, give up those vibes. <laughs> you know, attractive girl by herself at the bar. Anyway, I, I needed a break from my event. So I was going to the bar and uh, she ordered a drink. Oh, actually, let me rewind a little bit. She's like, oh, what's good here? What should I order here? I was like, it's a fucking hotel bar. What do you, what do you expect from a hotel bar, right? Everything's good, I guess, right? And she ordered it. And I guess she waited a little bit for me to pay her for her drink. I was like, I'm not playing that game. Listen, honey, this is, this is how it's going to work, honey. No, I'm kidding. No, no, I didn't say that. But anyway, I was like, listen. Poor, poor, I tell you, poor. <laughs> <laughs> poor are you, are you, are you going to live? Are you going to survive, Chad? Drink. So, um, so. I was like, listen, honey, this is how it's going to work. Oh, no, I'm okay. kidding. No, no, no. Oh, I didn't no say way. that. No, no, I, I like didn't say that. Just like cheap. Away. cheap. <laughs> I was hella cheap. No, uh, actually, I didn't even pay for my drink. <laughs> this, well, I was like thinking to myself, well, you know, I'm not going to be another schmuck who's just going to like pay for a drink and like, I'm not, I'm not going to play that game. Yeah. Right. So I was like, listen, this is, this is what I can offer you instead, instead of a drink tonight. Why don't I show you around town? Mm-hmm. You're clearly not from around here. And that was that, you know, I could have kidnapped her, but. <laughs> <laughs> she decided that she that I was safe enough to hang out with. But here's a funny thing, right? So I was I was legit broke. I mean, I'm a little less broke these days, but I was hella broke when we met. And like while we were, you know, when we first met, like I would disappear every 20 minutes to feed the meter uh. because I didn't have enough money to park in the garage or I didn't want to pay to park in the garage. So I would like disappear every 30 minutes to feed the meter <laughs> with quarters and stuff. Just so I could say, I don't Did know. Did he tell you where he was going? No. So I would just disappear every 20 minutes. Hey, I'll be right back. And then I would just like run off. <laughs> where did you find all the quarters? <laughs> I had quarters in the car. If you, if you know Ben, he has like jars of coin jars and Every car, everywhere. Why would you tell people that? People want to go to my car and rob me. They just steal your quarters. And it's not just quarters. (laughs) It's just coins. Yo, like, don't you guys, don't you guys have coins? I do, yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with having coins? I don't. I learned learned my lesson. Because you go, you park in a garage because you're fancy like that, you know? 
wealthy, we like convenience. Wealthy, wealthy life before you, <laughs> yeah. like I said. <laughs> her car was in the garage that night. Yeah, her car was in the garage that night. I was, I was in the street parking. I was like, street parking until like, you know, whatever time, then it's free after that, right? So why do I got to pay the garage? You know what I mean? So, um, she didn't think that was too weird, right? So uh, anyway, I met. That was a Friday, and uh, we hung out. We hung out all weekend, and then on Monday, I put my two weeks in. I was like, "It's game over for me. I'm not. I can't have this finance career and have this woman at the same time. So I had to give up one or the other." So, Aww. and then you were in Maryland. I was in Maryland at the time. That? Yeah, yeah, she was in Maryland. Oh, so wait. So why did you give up the finance career? Yeah, I was in Jersey. Her. She was oh, in Jersey. She was, up, she was up here. Okay. She was in Jersey. I was in Maryland. We met in Philadelphia, and. Uh, so after I quit, I moved in with my uncle up here in North Jersey mm-hmm. uh, in, in Metuchen mm-hmm. to work at the chicken factory. Uh, Metuchen, very close to us. Very, very yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, believe it or not, that chicken factory was in Philadelphia for, for a while. Mm-hmm. And I was making the hour and a half commute every single day. Um, Look at all just so that I could be up here. Yeah. She doesn't know. Poor, you know what? She used, be, you know, she used to be. She used to be poor really sweet. <laughs> she used to wake up like at five o'clock in the morning, like make me breakfast, make me lunch and stuff. So I, I'll go off to work at five, five thirty in the morning, Aww. five, five thirty in the morning. I'd be lucky if she gets out of the bed these days after 10. Yeah. <laughs> I get the same treatment. She's, she's put in all the work before. Hello. Hello. I get the same no treatment. Kids. She used to be. She used to be so sweet, you know. She used to wake up early in the morning, make me breakfast. After you've been together for so long, there's no more of that. Vice versa. Yeah. Uh, where's uh, the love? Uh, you know what I mean. Where is the love? Where? Where? We sacrifice where? it all when we first get together. But anyway, so where? I was at a Chicken Factory for about a year, and then uh, they moved locations up to uh, up here in North Jersey. So that that commute was way easier, like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So uh, that everything worked out. The rest is history. And then, you guys started your business or had kids first? Around they have the, the same, same time. time. Yep, around the same she time. She might have been pregnant. So things are yeah. moving along quickly now. She might have been yeah, pregnant yeah. around the same time we started the big January 10, uh, January 2010 was when we shot our first wedding. Mm. And Aiden was born in July 2010. Yep. So she was, was already pregnant. pregnant. She yep. was two months oh, pregnant. Wow. Yep. She was two months pregnant when we started. Yeah, Ben wasted no time. <laughs> no, we, we, we were uh, married for two years before we started. Oh, okay. We were I, engaged I thought it was just for two years. <laughs> yeah, we had a long engagement. Yeah, we're, we're speeding. We're, we're, it sounds yeah. like you guys yeah, just left like, Maryland. You, 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 <laughs> you quit your well, job? Well that, part, well, that part was quick. That part was quick. Because uh, I, I left my job that Monday. And then uh, three months later, I moved in. Mm-hmm. Three months later after that, I proposed. So six months after I met her, I proposed. Uh-huh. And then we had quick, an 18-month engagement. Yeah. Because I, I was it. poor, remember I was poor. So we were he was eating, saving all the coins in the car. All the coins in the car. I think Karis was eating one egg a day. Like, like, <laughs> one egg, maybe two eggs if we were doing really well, you know. And at that time, we were living in the attic of my in-laws' house. Oh my gosh! So like, so funny. we were living in the attic, one bedroom attic. Uh, we were there for a very long time. Uh, even after Aiden, Aiden was born, was born yeah. we were still upstairs on that wow. in that attic. We we were the opposite of you guys. You at least you guys had like above the ground level. We were, you were ground in the basement. Under the earth. We were in the penthouse. <laughs> Did you guys have windows at least? No, it was like those I little mean, square. Tiny there was yeah. windows, but like. You couldn't scare any light from yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of weeds. There were a lot of weeds growing yeah. in those windows. So you guys were, you were a little higher up than us yeah, level. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to, 
I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, if you look back on those days, oh my like God, I think yeah. there was a bathroom there that wasn't supposed to be there. It didn't look like it was permanent. No, no, it was there, but I think we put in on the tub there or yeah, something. It yeah, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't yeah. look quite right because I think you couldn't stand in that yeah, tub. Yeah, it's like not a full, like, <laughs> kind of, kind yeah, of yeah. Thing. you kind of have to crouch. <laughs> Watch your head when you come in. It was really weird. It was really, really weird. You had to shower oh, crouching. it wasn't a standing shower. It was a tub, like an old style tub. It I was never meant to be a shower, but we installed yep. shower, shower uh, head in there. We installed like, a standing shower. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. was the dumbest thing ever. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's behind us now. Mr. Yeah. Moon. It's like, why would you put a shower there? You can't even stand. You have to crouch the whole time. So you basically have to squat in the bathtub to shower yourself. Appreci- that's- appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Where's the appreciation? <laughs> so this was at your in-laws. Yeah. yeah Paris my my parents. Okay. In, in Bergen County. Yeah. So after I proposed, yeah. I moved in. Actually, no, that's a lie. I moved in before that. <laughs> so you guys got married and we're still living there. Yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah, we've always lived with her in law uh, yeah. with my in laws, mm-hmm. yeah, and then and then we moved out here to Plainfield, um, and they came with us. Nice. Yeah. Was that after you started the like after you had the first one? Yeah, both both our kids were born. Oh, okay, the little one was two when we came here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. things are happening. A little bit of money's coming in. You buy a house. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. In what way? What, what, what do you guys want to know? <laughs> what what led you to Plainfield? We couldn't afford Bergen County. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. We couldn't afford any. I mean, we. I mean, we. We had some money, but we weren't like rolling in, rolling in the door or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were, we were, we were busy. 2014, we were busy. Okay, right? so you were like, like four years into the business. Yeah. But let's go back real quick. How did you guys start? Who came up with the idea of like, oh, we're gonna shoot weddings? No, we didn't come up with that. It just happened by itself. Yeah. So Ben was that person at everyone's weddings and parties that brings his own camera. Uncle Bob. I was Uncle Bob, but I was Uncle Ben. Yes. Yeah. And I make rice. Yes, he was that person. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Ben. Yep. And then you know the friend that takes all the food photos and yep that was that was Ben. I was a really bad Uncle Bob, and I really I I want to take this moment to apologize to all the professional photographers. (laughs) I remember. I remember standing. I remember this because I, I, I'm pretty sure I pissed off this guy. I, uh, he was taking pictures of the first dance and I, I was like, all right, I'll just stay out of his way. So I crouched in front of him, right? But the thing was, I was bouncing my flash, right? Right in his face. Right into his face. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't realize it. And oh my God, I, I'm so sorry. Whoever you are out there, if you're listening, I don't even think he knows who, my name, so it's okay. You're fine. If, yeah, if I, I he ever listens, uh, he could come get the files from you as well <laughs> and deliver them. Yeah, that was like over 10 years ago. Yeah. And you guys were shooting together right away? So no. Ben went full-time first. For about like a couple months. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you guys dove head yeah. first. Right yeah, because away. she didn't know if this was going to work out or not. She's like, yo, I'm the one with the art degree. <laughs> like, why are you going into photography? And so, so nobody- not, not really, but- Nobody, yeah. nobody <laughs> thought that this thing was going to- yeah, everyone was worried. Our parents were worried. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Winter was coming. We had a baby yeah. on the way. Yeah, we had a baby, second baby on the way. Or first, <laughs> like, what first baby, baby on the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What the hell are yeah, you guys doing? They're like, nope. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait until the winter's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you can do whatever you want. Well, no, no, no. Well, actually, uh, I shot my first wedding in 2010, January 2010. I did it as a favor for a friend, uh, a friend of mine from college who was getting married. Her photographer took the final balance and skipped town. Mm. So a week before her wedding, she had no wedding photographer. Mm. And she's like, yo, Ben, I'm so sorry. 
I apologize that you weren't invited to my wedding originally, but I guess you are now. You seem to know your way around a camera. Would you mind bringing your camera? Help a sister out. And I was like, that's fine. Just cover my gas, feed me. I think we're good. I oh, feel like that was our 2010 was the year of photographers stealing people's money. <laughs> because, it was happening. Yes, because yes, that's yes. how we got into it. Mm-hmm. Same year as well. Yeah. Someone bailed on... Uh, a high, from high school, yeah, high school friend of, of Jen's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah. uh, like, what's going on with 2010? Everyone just skipping town with people's started. money. It was, it was happening. <laughs> so, so that, that leads to right. one yep. of the questions yep. that we had: How much you were paid for your first wedding? Yes. Six hundred bucks. So she paid you six hundred. Actually, um, that's pretty good. She paid uh, travel. She, or is that was that? That's including cool. everything. Okay. Six hundred bucks, full day coverage, two photographers, all the files. <laughs> I mean, I mean, giving her prints too. Everything. So I don't think Everyone I don't like to give things away. I don't know if I made money on that, but whatever. And and you know what? Oh, it was a fucking nightmare. There's a picture of me online somewhere where I'm popping a squat because I'm about to shit my pants. You know, <laughs> like it was. I wasn't. I wasn't a professional photographer. I knew my way around a camera, but like it was on my terms. You know, when I'm photo, when you're shooting right. on vacation and stuff, you can take your time. You can make mistakes, whatever. This is somebody's wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing was, let me give you a little backstory. Karis and I, our wedding photos were not that great. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think you guys have a similar story We've too. Seen that. Right? Yeah. 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 So, like, I don't, I don't want people to be furious when they see our photos. So mm-hmm. I was like, listen, you don't just cover, just like cover the bare minimum, and we're, we're good, okay? And I, I don't want to go into wedding photography. Honestly, I didn't want to go into wedding photography. We didn't want to go into wedding photography because, like, these people, yeah, there's a big liability. Mm-hmm. There was also a, a bad perception of. Wedding photographers like back then, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're yeah. still there. It's gotten a little bit less. Uh, how can I say? Like, um, people judge, like, not judge you for being a photographer, but you were like looked looked down upon. Yeah, for was, being a wedding like, photographer. Oh, like artists. Yeah, oh, you're, oh, you're wedding, like, how oh, are you going to make a living? Yeah, yeah. and and yep. now, like, uh, I guess in in today's world, how there's so many photographers. It's out a little there. more glamorous. Yeah, I feel like people are starting to be aware of of how how much money you can make as a photographer. And I, and I think social media, like, like you get that, to travel, that, that yep. you get Everyone's to look, sharing, yeah, yep. be around yep. all this pretty stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. yep. We can talk about that. I don't know. We can talk about that today, or you can talk about it another time. <laughs> another time. No, I'll, yeah, <laughs> I'll just uh, go off topic but, um, a little bit to yeah. throw it out there. And... I'm gonna have to go. All right, all right. Bye. I'll fill in. Mom I'll fill in the blanks. Bye, I will fill in the blanks. Don't worry. <laughs> We are, I will, I will do us proud. So, so 2010, uh, we shot our first wedding and we stayed out on the radar for about a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just photographing families for the first year, year and a half. I just, I was like, I didn't want to shoot weddings. I just want to shoot families, maternity, newborns, anything but weddings, because it was just too big of a liability. Pressure. Yeah, too yeah, a lot pressure. of pressure, you know? So I was like, I just need to get better at this. I, I was, I knew my way around the camera, but like, I didn't feel like I deserved to be a wedding photographer. After about a year, year and a half, uh, at that point I was working two jobs. I was uh, at the chicken factory, Monday to Friday. And uh, being a photographer? And a photographer on the weekends. So Monday to Friday, I would be at the chicken factory, 6.30 to three o'clock every day. And then um, I would go home, edit till midnight, Mm. and rinse and repeat, Monday to Thursday, right? Oh my gosh. Because Friday nights, my wife, my pregnant wife would drive me into the city. And that way I could catch a mega bus Back to, uh, to Maryland. Maryland. Cause yeah. I don't have a network up here. I don't know anybody up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My family's here, but that's not who I'm shooting. Yeah, yeah. My mm-hmm. friends, my friends are all down in Maryland. So um, that's what I did. I was in Maryland uh, every weekend, but listen at the chicken factory, I was only paid maybe about, I don't know, $500 a week. Mm-hmm. I was making that with two sessions. Yeah. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. shooting three to four sessions every weekend. I was mm-hmm. like, holy shit. I'm making like seven fifty thousand bucks every weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I still at the so chicken working, factory? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
So I kept hustling. I was like, you know what? I still got to get better. I still got to get better. And I did this song and dance for about, I don't know, uh, maybe about six more months, right? And I kept telling my wife, I was like, I think we're onto something. Mm-hmm. We're onto something. Maybe we should give it a shot. She's like, no, we have a second kid on the way. <laughs> oh, You're so- going to suffer. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> You're going to suffer. All right. We can, you cannot quit. And then I was like, all right, fine. So I kept suffering and I kept the hustle. And uh, one day I came downstairs for breakfast with a nosebleed that wouldn't stop. That nosebleed Ooh. went on for like an hour. Oh no. I was exhausted. Stress, exhaustion. I was exhausted. Like you wouldn't know, <laughs> oh right? She said, like, okay, fine. You can quit. So that morning- <laughs> Uh, I went to work after the nosebleed stopped. <laughs> Once the bleeding stopped, <laughs> I went to work. I was like, yo, I can't, I gotta. You're like, you I'm got, physically dying I'm here. Di- yeah, uh, I'm putting my two weeks in. You know, and you know what? Not to poo-poo on the, on the company or anything like that. I mean, like I hadn't gotten a raise in like five years. And the, the morning I went in to put in my two weeks, oh yeah, by the way, Ben, I think we should give you a raise. Uh-huh. I was like, uh, I'm it's putting my two late. weeks anyway. I'm out of here. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, even, I mean, even if it had to give me a raise, it wouldn't have replaced the income that I was able to, to earn on yeah. the weekends. They, right? they couldn't match that, I'm sure. There's no way they would have matched that. Yeah. The no freedom. way. The freedom yeah. is just- And the flexibility. Because yeah. I was making that, because I'm how, how long are these family sessions? An hour, two hours? If, yeah. that, if that, you know? I mean, yeah. Hour, hour, two hours. I was making more shooting for four hours than I was make, working 40 hours a week. That's think about, thinking about it that way. Yeah. Right? I was like, the math just makes more sense for me to go on my own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm only shooting on the weekends. Imagine if I could shoot during the week. Do you know how much money I would be able to make? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not making $500 a week. Yeah, you know? but listen, this is not the poo-poo on my previous employer. I mean, I didn't burn any bridges there. I still have good relationships with all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great learning experience. A lot of that stuff that I learned there, believe it or not, I bring into my mm-hmm. current business. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that there are necessarily like, yeah, there are bad experiences, but they're, they're it's all they're all learning, learning opportunities. Yeah, you know. But also, like for example, if you were working in a job that was paying you triple the amount of money, you probably would not have the motivation to work on your business and then build the business to leave. The fact that you you were making a minimum amount of money led you to No, that wasn't it. The money problem the money wasn't the thing. I don't I don't do things for money. I mean the money's I, listen, like I'm I'm in business to make money to support my family, right? But the money has never like for most of our lives together as a husband and wife, it, it's never been a motivating factor for us for our decisions in life. Okay. Cause I mean we were living in a one bedroom attic for like, I don't know, seven, eight years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The main reason why I branched off to start my own thing was because it was a family business. My dad was one of the partners. Uh, he's like, listen, son, you know, one of these days you two can be the king of chicken of all of Northern New Jersey. <laughs> I was like, you know what, dad? I, I'm going to figure something else out, you know? Because there's a number of things that I know about me, right? That I know that I have my very strong opinions on how to do things. And unless I'm calling the shots, I'm not going to be a very good employee or even a good, mm. very good manager. I need to be yeah. able to call the shots. Your personality. Right. Mm-hmm. Just the way yeah. that my, my, my brain works, right? Mm-hmm. So if I feel like there's a better way to do something and you're stopping me from doing that, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to be very happy. Yeah. You, you can't do that in uh, working for someone or in a, yes. in a corporate I'm environment. A terrible, I'm a terrible <laughs> employee. I'm an okay manager, but like, I am a terrible employee, right? In that way. Even if I were to take over for my dad, I would still have to work with partners, mm-hmm. right? You know, I don't mind compromising, but like, listen, if, there, I, if I feel very strongly there's a better way to do something and I'm not able to, to do that, I'm not in my comfort zone. You know, and I don't want to, I don't want to operate with this chip on my shoulder or anything like that. You know what it's, I mean? It's a good way to approach life. I feel like a lot of people get stuck um, and don't take that leap because they're afraid of what, you know, of, of just having that stable job or right. 
they're afraid of what their family might say about them if they leave. Same way, like like you said earlier, your in-laws were like, well, you know, maybe you should wait to the winter, you know? Um, yeah, no, like I, I always uh, envy people that can do that. And I also envy people that can just get up and move to a different state or another part mm-hmm. of the world. Just like, you know what? I don't want to live here anymore. I'm just going to go here. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a good quality to have. I feel like a lot of people lack that quality to know what their strengths are. Yeah. I know that at least on my end, like I know that my strength is just, I'm just a, a scrappy motherfucker, you know, like <laughs> I'm just a survivor. No, no, I'm just, I like, I'm a survivor. You put me in the middle of somewhere, I will survive. Karis is also, she shares that quality with me as well. You put us anywhere, we will survive. We'll figure it out. We'll make things happen. Yeah. You know, in fact, before photography and the last couple of months while we were, or even the last year or two, you know, at the end of our corporate careers, so to speak, we had tried our hands at different things, you know, starting our own businesses. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know this. Karen's wanted to be a florist. Nope. She was going oh, to inherit no a flower source. shop in, no, on yeah. Columbus, in Columbus Circle in New York City. Uh-huh. That, that fell through, Aww. right? Uh, but she was going to like floral school or whatever it is. She was learning how to do all this <laughs> shit, right? Uh, Karis wanted to open a bakery. So we bought like a thousand cupcake boxes. Do you know how many customers we got? Three. Oh, <laughs> so you have 997 right? boxes got, left. And they're somewhere in our basement, right? And uh, yo, she bought all the, like all this flour, all this sugar, all this stuff, right? I'm Aww. like, oh my God. So I was very supportive. I was like, babe, whatever you want to do, you want to follow your dreams to be a baker. <laughs> Let's go do it. And she was really good, right? Yeah. But the thing was, she put so much time and effort into her thing because it's hers, right? She mm-hmm. has a sense of like, I guess a little sense of ownership in it. Yeah. So she would work all day for a dozen cupcakes and she charged like 24 bucks for the whole damn thing. Oh, I was like, like, like 12 hours. I was right? like, the boxes alone cost us $5, right? <laughs> we are already like, we're under. <laughs> and I got to hand deliver this shit, right? Like we are not making any money. You're working all day for like 15 bucks. Aww. I was like, I think we, you know, should stay at the chicken factory if that's the case. But anyway, um, she was doing that. And I was doing the photography thing on the side as well, right? The thing put a fire under my ass, right? We had a business plan to open up a, a pho and bun me shop. Have you had, you've had pho before, but you haven't had right. a bun me? No. It's a, it's a Vietnamese sandwich, right? Uh, it sounds familiar, actually. Now that, now yeah, that it's, you know, uh, I don't it. know if you guys follow me on social. Oh, uh, uh, that yeah, sandwich yeah, yeah, that yeah, I showed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. that. I remember now. It's very, very delicious, right? So um, I got really good at making the, the soup. I was very, I, I got really good at making the sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were so close to getting this spot down in Johns Hopkins. Where's uh, that at? Johns Hopkins University is down in Baltimore. Right. Okay. We found this retail space. It was within our budget and I was trying to get a loan. So this is what I would do. Like after the chicken factory, I would get out of my work clothes from the chicken factory, get into yeah. a suit and go to banks <laughs> with a business plan. You with show a, up with a little briefcase? Uh, a padfolio, close enough, right? <laughs> with my business plan. And this business plan was reviewed and like, I wouldn't say approved, but they're like by the SBA, right? The SBA mm-hmm. is like, yo, this is a like a bomb ass, awesome business plan. I got projections. I got my uh, marketing research. I got everything. I know what I'm doing, right? And I didn't really need that much money. But the thing was, I wanted to do everything by myself. I didn't want my dad's help. I I didn't didn't want a handout. I wanted to do everything myself. And that's part of the reason why I didn't want to to stay at the chicken factory. I I wanted to earn it. I was like, listen, dad, you worked for 20, 30 years at this company. You built this to what it is. This is not mine. It will never be mine. This right. is yours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's part of the other reason why I left. So when my dad retired right before COVID, thank God he did. <laughs> <laughs> he retired right before COVID, sold his shares. He was out, right? Mm-hmm. And he's enjoying a retirement now, right? Nice. But um, that's the future that I wanted for him. I didn't, I didn't want a piece of that because if I took over for him, like, I don't, I don't know if he gets anything, but I, I don't know what the arrangements were, right? But 
Um, it's not mine. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Right. This photography business is mine. It's yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some people, that's important. Some people, it's not. For me, that was super important. So the restaurant, I went around, I went around, I went to 50 banks in 30 days. Guys. Damn. 50 banks. And not one gave you a loan? Not one of them gave me a loan. For what reason? They said that uh, I was too young. I was 20. No, I'm sorry. I was 28, 29. My credit was not that. It was okay. I, I did some really stupid shit when I was in my early 20s, but I think a lot of us <laughs> so did. Like, right? no but it's still on the you. record. You're still on the record, right? <laughs> they Karen's correct record wasn't that much better either. She bought, like, her ex boyfriend bought a dog for like two grand, didn't pay it. <laughs> and she didn't even get to keep the dog, right? Oh I'm like, that's messed up, right? <laughs> So I was like, yo, that, your ex-boyfriend like screwed you over, man. <laughs> He's a casualty of war. <laughs> right? So like, uh, I couldn't get a loan. My credit wasn't good enough. Uh, and they wanted collateral. Yeah, I was, I was like, gonna I, say that, you know, if you would have like some property, they probably would have. Actually, you know, no, no, no. We had property. My family has property. And my, my, my parents were like, yeah, we'll, we'll sign it over as collateral. But we, you didn't we wanna, believe in you. Yeah. You didn't want to involve them well, in Well, I was like, well, I just need a loan, mom and dad. Right? So- I didn't want to borrow the, borrow the money, but I was like, listen, I can, we're, this business is going to work, all right? So they just needed collateral. So we had buildings that mm-hmm. exceeded the value of the loan. I didn't need that much money. I needed like maybe a hundred grand just to get started, mm-hmm. okay? They wouldn't even leave, uh, loan me a hundred grand. So I was like, bank, what do I need to, in order to borrow a hundred grand? You need a hundred thousand uh, dollars in cash. We can collateralize that. And I was like, motherfucker, you know, if I had, <laughs> what's thousand, the point? If I have a hundred thousand dollars of cash, I don't need your help. Yeah. What is all the right? point? So, uh, so I was like, screw you guys, right? Mm-hmm. So ever since then, you know, like if, if there's an opportunity for me to not have to go to a bank yeah. <laughs> or use a bank, mm-hmm. it's not happening. But that was a sign, no? That, that was a sign like- This is not for you. This business is not, well, I, I couldn't consider it divine intervention. Divine intervention yeah. that I did, yeah. did that, that, uh, yeah, that you shouldn't have gone into the restaurant business. Yeah. I think we would have done fine, but- It wasn't meant for you though. It I mean, wasn't meant for me. It's, yeah. it's never too late. You know, you're still young. You could probably do this in the future. I'm happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I think, I think he was- You can make sandwiches. Burn better on a different Listen, I make drinks for you guys. So, I mean, I think that's that's pretty good, right? Really good drinks too. Yeah. yeah. This case are, if we have any you guys listeners. Have been, you guys have been drinking my drinks for like seven years, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't, I, I, we didn't ask for any help or anything like that. I, th- I guess the only help that we got was that I had a rent control apartment. <laughs> oh, paying $50 a month. Oh, no, well, no, no, no. I, we still paid like decent rent. We paid like $1,000 a month for rent. You know, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not little money. It was, it, was, it was a nice chunk of money. But at the very least, the business that we had started at that point, we were net positive. Uh, we weren't in the hole. So in that way, I guess it was kind of a blessing that we didn't get into the restaurant business because- Every month you have overhead, you have labor, you have materials, you yeah. have all that stuff, right? It's a lot. With photography, there's no overhead. So I guess that's, that's one of the blessings. Just subscriptions. <laughs> you know, I didn't start getting subscriptions until I met you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to pay anything monthly. Like it's not a thing. It's a scam. That's why, you know, I was like, I'll pay the perpetual license. It's more expensive, sir. Yeah. I don't care. Like at, at the very least 10 years from now, I know I still won't be paying you. You know what I mean? I think I was on Lightroom 4 till like, I don't know, two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> when they basically stopped supporting it. <laughs> no choice. It was obsolete. My editors hated that. Like, Ben, can we just get the subscription? It's only like $15 a month. I was like, no, as a matter of principle, I do not want to give them any more money, you know? But, but in any case, uh, yeah, I didn't have, a, aside from my gear, I mean, once you have all the lenses that you need, how yeah. much more do you need? 
Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's definitely a very inexpensive business to get into. Inexpensive. I mean, there was at least $20,000 a year. Well, you know? it's, <laughs> it's, it's one of the few, like jobs or careers that you can get into where it's a lot easier to get into as opposed to like an electrician that needs a van and tools and or a plumber. So, I suppose. But yeah, it's a lot. just tools of the trade though. Yeah. You know? These are your tools that you need for work. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was shooting families every weekend, right? And then I, uh, I made the leap into photography and when i quit my day job i had three weddings on the books oh wow it was pretty risky but i had a lot of family sessions lined up so i was like you know what we're gonna survive uh i was shooting families not in dc right i continue to do that i'll tell you what the turning point was in our career i was coming up around the same time as some of my other friends in in this wedding photography business or this professional photography business and she had a family session out in long island that she didn't want to shoot she's like yo if i shoot this session i'm gonna go negative because it's so far and I don't even think they want to pay that much. <laughs> and I was like, I'll do it. How much are they paying? Like two fifty. I was like, I'll take it. Right. So to go from New Jersey to Long Island, <laughs> two fifty right there. <laughs> <laughs> to shoot this one-year-old birthday party in the middle of Long Island is at a. It was at a. It was at a pizza parlor. Yes, I shot shot it for two fifty. And for that two fifty, they got prints. They got <laughs> black and white and color prints. Uh, it, I delivered it to their homes. They got everything. But you know what? There were 40 guests. I remember this. There were 40 guests at this birthday party. And what I ended up doing was I shot all of those families. Nice. That summer. So out of 250 bucks, I made three grand nice. that summer. Yeah. Worth the investment in the time. You know? yeah, there's, so, there's a lot of people that will refuse to do it. They won't even leave their house uh, while they're trying to build their business. And it's one of the things where I, I find... Mind, I find it mind-boggling that a lot of people will refuse to do like these small jobs because they feel that they're in, inferior or... I'm yeah, like, I, I, I get exactly what you're saying. <laughs> Actually, I had this conversation right before we started recording today with another friend of ours. And one of the things that we talked about, and we agree about this, and, and, and I think you guys probably agree with me on this too. You know, a lot of times, a lot of people, they get in the way of their own success. You know, their egos get in the way of their own success. You know, they believe that they're worth a certain dollar amount and they won't take any amount less than that mm-hmm. you know the thing is listen you can tell the whole world that you're a five thousand dollar photographer but it means nothing if you're not booking anything yeah right? you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i would much rather like if if the market police and i'm worth four grand right mm-hmm. and i'm booking let's say 30 40 weddings a year at four grand and i bump it up to five grand i'm i'm getting nothing i like that that doesn't mean anything to me you know what i mean i'm okay Swallowing my pride a little bit because the thing is, I got I got mouths to feed. I got to put I got I got to put food on the table. I got to do what's right for my family. You know right. what I mean? I can't have my ego be in the way of that. Mm-hmm. What? Like why? Why would I want to like just for my ego? Like just have my just tell everyone that I'm a ten thousand dollar wedding photographer. There's so many. I don't know. Is, is this appropriate to talk about it about this on this episode? There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot to dive into. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a, yeah. But we'll, we'll hold that for another one. We'll yeah. hold that for another episode, right? <laughs> But in any case, I was like, you know what? I'm cool with that. 250, I'll shoot it. Cause like otherwise, what else was I doing that weekend? Yeah. You know? If you I make if something I, if, other than nothing. If I weren't shooting that, I would be making zero that weekend. Yep. Right? At the very least, with this 250, I could cover my gas, my tolls, my parking, whatever it is. I wouldn't come out empty-handed. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I got the opportunity to meet with other folks, network with other folks. I'm trying to start a business here. You know what I mean? Yeah, you do whatever you can when you first start out. Like, we I, all don't, do I don't think there are enough people in this day that. and age that yeah. do that. They're mm-hmm. okay with doing the that. The opportunity to get in front of other people is priceless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, so that was a turning point in my career. Like I shot like a bajillion families that summer, made so many connections. And 
that's when I started doing uh, weddings. Actually, my wedding, how I started shooting weddings, this is a funny story, right? So <laughs> don't judge me, okay? So um, there are a lot of Latin people in my life. There's a lot of quinceaneras in my life. You <laughs> <laughs> don't say. <laughs> if, if you need a photographer for your quince, uh, bellaupotography.com or bellaup.com. BenitoLaupez.com. <laughs> so, uh, so I had this young girl. She just celebrated her 15th birthday. I was like, that kind of looks like a wedding dress. Let's make it black and white. <laughs> no. <laughs> And that's what you sold your wedding work on? I was like, look, it's a big fluffy dress. It's a black and white young lady. You know? This is a bride. This is a bride. She'll she's be a bride one day. She's wearing a tiara. It's pretty close, right? That's better than, we tried to sell a wedding once with a maternity album. So yeah, you yeah. were we much would, better than I was us. much closer, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, funny thing, it was... I brought my brother-in-law's maternity album. Yeah. When he was pregnant, when his wife was pregnant with the second baby, we made an album, and that's what we took around to try and book weddings. Yeah, with. we're like, listen, yeah. So hire us for your wedding. I don't uh, have any wedding for, for portfolio right. to show you, but you know, but, but here's the quality of the work. <laughs> oh, you want to? I need to hear about your presentations, but let me show you how I presented when I first started. Right. Keep in mind, I'm living in the attic of my in-laws house, right? So we didn't have a place to meet. The fanciest place that I would meet is probably like a Panera Bread or something like that. Oh, I would, same. Oh, yeah. I would meet people mm-hmm. at Panera Bread. That was the office for uh, us. The, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Barnes and Nobles over at Menlo. I used to meet a lot of folks there. Mm-hmm. Me and like two other photographers. We would like just be right next to each other. That would be right? the best. We go just there <laughs> and you see other meetings <laughs> happening and you're looking at their work on their laptop like, yeah, they are, what right? are they doing? Starbucks, um, I remember I would go into the city uh, every other weekend. After I got off my job at the chicken factory, I would go into the city and- I would lose money on some of these nights because I would, I would get stood up. Mm-hmm. I would take the one hour drive into the city, get stood up, drive back empty handed, right? So that sucked. But thankfully, I mean, like I had enough hustle and enough inquiries to kind of sustain me, right? But like that, that was a rough, rough time. But in any case, I would go out to these meetings with a sample album. That wasn't even all that good. I think I have it around here somewhere. <laughs> it's terrible. I, the only reason why I keep it is for sentimental reasons. Because this is like the album, the one album that I brought around everywhere I went around the city. Mm-hmm. I also had a box of prints that I like, I, I got from Costco, right? Oh no. <laughs> and I was Costco. like, hey, you know, this is my portfolio. Oh my God, it was so bad. But listen, that's how I built my business. Yeah. Just like going out there, showing off this okay work <laughs> all the hum- humble beginnings right the drive when, the- when, is, when there's no choice uh to fail that's what the thing failure, that failure was yeah. not an option for me i had mm-hmm. to i had a second kid on second kid yeah second kid was on the way i had no option whatsoever so so anyway so i'm doing this for a couple months and uh i went from three weddings when i quit to 43 weddings by that december i had i booked 40 weddings in six months nice that's awesome. i was like holy shit like my training back when i was doing uh, financial sales and stuff, it's working mm-hmm. <laughs> in this industry too, right? I was like, wow, I can't believe it's working. So that's when my wife was like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to work for this chicken company either. So I quit too. <laughs> She's like, you're like, making money my now? Husband, my, husband's in his, hiring. My, my husband is working in his uh, gym shorts and a wife beater <laughs> every single day. It sounds like a pretty good gig to me. So, so that's when she came on? That's when she came on board. About six months after I quit, she quit her job too. And I, she, we had a second kid on the way and she quit her job too. So, <laughs> so there's that. But you know what? What, 40, what were the in-laws thinking throughout this whole process? Well, though? you know, I booked 40 weddings. So what's 40 retainers? Yeah. yeah. That's 40 grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's more money than I made an entire year. Yeah. Okay. And there's more money to come. That's just my retainer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's that nice moment of like proving you wrong. 
I was like, yeah. I think we're gonna be. We, I think we we're gonna be okay moment. this this winter. I think we're gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's more money that I remain. Yeah, you know? we we can park in the parking lot this time. <laughs> we can park in the parking garage. <laughs> we don't have to pay the meter anymore. <laughs> we we done made it. <laughs> For this year, we've made it. Yeah. <laughs> and then after you guys did the forty, when did you guys start thinking? All right, time to do an associate brand. So fun fact. Uh, even when Karis quit her job, she only shot with me for a brief while because you, you guys, you guys got to remember, Karis came from a, a graphic design background, mm. so the editing part was kind of her jam. She was able to do a lot quicker than I could. That's what she did. So I would go out and shoot and do all the sales meetings and all. Actually, we used to tag team the, the the meetings. You split up? No, 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 no. We were like we both show up to the meetings, like how you guys do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? We still do it that way. No, we don't do it anymore. Karis stopped doing that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's hey, Karis now. Yeah. No, 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 no. Even before that, like, <laughs> she hasn't done a sales call with me in a long. She's like, why do I gotta be here? I don't need to be here. You're doing every, you're doing all the talking anyway. So, uh, so she couldn't shoot with me for those first two years. Mm-hmm. I, I needed a second shooter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had all these people help me out while she was out being pregnant, busy being pregnant. So uh, the first crew was my brother and MJ, who's still with us mm-hmm. to this day. When my wife came back to work. I wasn't going to kick them out into the curb. That's the, that's the wrong move. You know, you don't do that to people. They helped you out for two years. Yeah. Right. And they, they, they hustled with me 30, 40 weddings a year. I was like, you know what? I have extra work, you know? Cause I was at a point where I had overage, right? Like there were mm-hmm. dates that I couldn't take. I was unavailable okay. for it. So I was like, listen, I have some extra work. I know this is not your full-time gig, but if you really enjoy doing this, I can make this work for you. Okay. Uh, I'll do all the editing. I'll do all the sales. You just have to show up and shoot. They're like, okay, let's see where it goes. First year, I think we did six weddings. Mm-hmm. It was never meant to be very much. You know, uh, MJ took three. My brother took three. And, you know, we would have been happy with that. Yeah. That was the first year. Second year, 46 weddings. <laughs> wow. We're like, what? <laughs> and it was between them two or you took someone yourself? We took a third. We took on a third shooter. Oh, okay. That second year. Uh, and this shooter, he actually, uh, he was an Uncle Bob at a wedding. Just like you. Yeah, and he talked up my wife. He wouldn't leave my wife alone. And, uh, but he's been with us ever since. That's Steve. He's been oh, with yeah. us. Yeah, he's yeah, been with us him. ever since. Man. And um, yeah, we haven't been able to shake him. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, if you're listening, we love you so much. But, but in any case, <laughs> he's part of our family. He's been with us for so long, you know? Actually, a lot of our lead shooters, they've been with us for a very, very long time. That's yeah. we, are, we are like yeah. a family, mm-hmm. okay? That was our second year, 46 weddings. Third year, I think they shot up to like 80 weddings. Wow. With the same three shooters? The same three shooters. So they were doing like 25 a piece. Just about. Mm. Wow. Yeah, 25 a, a piece. Some of them were hitting 30s. Some of them were hitting 30s. And, uh, and I was still shooting my 40, 50 weddings a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, this is a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot yeah. of editing. It's a, it a lot of work. Uh, and that's, I think that's around the time when we hired our first editor. Actually, once we hit 60, that was our threshold because we weren't sleeping. Oh yeah. Harris and I were fighting yeah, all the time. Yeah. Right. Oh, Once yeah. we hit like 60, that, that was our threshold. Because we had a young family. We had a lot of things that we had to do as well. And the kids weren't sleeping for that's crying a lot. out loud. That's a lot Actually, that's a lie. The kids slept, slept because we didn't have a strict schedule with them. They fell asleep whenever they wanted to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, hey, it's 11 o'clock at night, whatever. If you're up, you're up. Mom, <laughs> mom and dad's up, so you guys are up too. <laughs> start start teaching you in the morning. Them, start you know? teaching them all the Lightroom shortcuts. <laughs> Have the kids ever shown interest in, in the field? No, but no? we always say, hey, listen, no, if you don't grow up to be like a doctor, lawyer, engineer, there's always photography, you know? 
They're like, all right, we're gonna figure it out, mom and dad. You can definitely make just as much. Well, we told we told him I was like, listen, like if you want to come out with mom and dad on the weekends, you're gonna be making so much money. They're like, why don't like money for what? Like you give us money anyway to do <laughs> stuff, right? And I'm like, no, that's not right. This is not forever, okay? <laughs> like you're gonna have to earn. Once they get like legal age of working, and then they have to. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. So, uh, but I think my uh, my oldest has shown an interest in working. He wants to make his money and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I started working when I was eight. So I don't know about you guys. How old were you guys when you guys got your first job? I was a senior in high school. Lucky you. Wow, you started late. <laughs> <laughs> I started uh, probably like 13, 14. 13? Yeah. What was your first job? I was a paper boy and then I was a bus boy at a restaurant. Bus boy, okay. Yeah. That was my first legal job, bus boy. <laughs> I was a teacher's assistant. Well, my school had a program where you can go to school one week and then work one week for your senior year of high school. So they would assign you to, I forgot what the name of the program was. It's like an internship. They would assign you a job, whether it be at a school, Did the you get court paid? system. Did you get paid? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So one week I would work in the school with kindergarten and then one week I would go to actual school. Uh, Do you guys ever hear about my first job? What, what my first job was? No, you no. never told us. Just imagine, this is New York City, 1988. Take us back, take us back to the good years. Chinatown, New York City. When you were eight? I was eight. Oh, wait, I think you did tell us about this. Keep going. All right. My parents, they would go out grocery shopping. My my grandfather, he had a toy store in the middle of Chinatown. Mm. Mm -hmm. And he just wanted to keep me out of trouble. So he would give me a box of water gun. So... (laughs) What's going on back there, producer? The producer making the noise. <laughs> <laughs> just making sure it claps. Go to, go to. Ellie, come. Are you just going to hang out there? All right. We're just going to hang out there, okay? You have to stay. Okay, so moving along. Uh, so back in 1988, my grandfather had a toy store in the middle of Chinatown. And my parents would just leave me with my grandparents while they went out to do their grocery shopping. Uh, so in an effort to keep me and my brother out of trouble, my grandfather would give us a box of counterfeit toy guns. These, you remember Super, super Soakers back yeah. in the 80s? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, these were the, not the Super Soakers. <laughs> Regular Soakers? <laughs> well, I mean, they looked like Super Soakers, right? So I was like, listen, Ben, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay you a dollar for every gun that you sell. Right. So you got this little eight year old selling counterfeit super soakers in the middle of a Chinatown <laughs> street. And, you know, I, I, I think that they meant it as a joke. They didn't mean to, for me to sell anything. You sold it was just to keep me out of trouble. I sold the whole box. I made 20 bucks that day. <laughs> nice. And so I've been in sales ever since. <laughs> <laughs> selling, fake, selling fake goods. No, it was like $5 for, for each unit. $5 a unit. Yo, I sold $100 worth of super soakers, yo. <laughs> eight years old, okay? Counterfeit super soakers. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in sales ever since. So, uh, so there's that. So uh, my first legal job, I was a bus boy. I was a bus boy at a, a retirement home. And the thing was, the rule there was that you're not allowed to accept any tips. Oh, get out of here. Because these are elderly and they might mistakenly give you, I don't know, a thousand dollar tip. Oh, wow. And you're not supposed to take that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll get these old ladies. Damn it, producer. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing it to yourself, Dirty. So uh, I would have these old ladies like that would come up to me. I was like, hey, Ben, come over here. And they would sneak some candy into my pouch. I know you're not allowed to get money. 
but here's some candy, right? <laughs> what did he give you? Some, some halls? No. Some, that began my, my love for butterscotch candy. You know? I love some Werther's. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not licorice. This is, these are the Werther's. These are the good the shit. Those the elderly candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that, I started off as a busboy. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, I, I hated that job. It was terrible. I, I got fired from that job as well. But yeah. Why'd you get fired? Uh, it was a lot of stuff. I was, first of all, I was, 14. I shouldn't have been working there anyway. <laughs> um, but there was a waitress that just hated my guts for no reason. Uh-huh. And she was just looking for any excuse to, uh, you know, get me fired. And I gave her that excuse by spilling hot water on her. Uh, Did you do it on mistake. purpose? No, it was, it was an accident. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she, she took it as intentional, intentional and mm. notified the owner. And that was it. <laughs> And uh, the same night that they fired me was the most money I made, um, like working there during that day. Oh, you got tips? Uh, yeah. So like the the bar tipped out the busboys like a certain percentage. Uh. The wait staff also gave us a certain percentage, and then sometimes the you know the the regulars would give you know a couple of bucks. A little extra, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. We didn't get any tips. I was paid. You know, what I was paid three fifteen an hour. Wow. Big bucks. Well, that, also, I'm also very old. That was the minimum wage back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think that uh, when I left that job, I think it was a whopping four fifteen an hour, something like that. It was ridiculous. We should definitely- After taxes, I think I came home with like maybe $2.50 per hour. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I thought I was, I was crushing it, you know? <laughs> I would like, I would, by the way, I was a delinquent. So like, you know, I would take my earnings you know, buy my cigarettes. <laughs> 14 year old smoking my, uh, my Newport, my Newport lights and stuff. I was, I was a ladies man, 14 years old. <laughs> 14 years old smoking. Say, come over here. <laughs> my name is Ben. You want to buy a super, super soaker? <laughs> All right. We spoke about the associate brand. A big thing I want to hear your take on is how you and Kara struggle running a business and being parents. I think we're very lucky in the way that we have help. Mm-hmm. I don't think we give enough credit to Karis's parents who help us watch the kids every weekend. Cause I, I, I don't know how other husband and wife teams make it if they have children. Right. You know, this whole business of ours, right. Would not be possible without her parents. Yes. Help. The weekends. That's that, that's where, where weekend warriors. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cause most of our work happens on the weekends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like during the week, we can drive them to school, pick them up or whatever, right? Yeah. But on the weekends, like how do, you, how do you juggle that? Right. So we have help. That's yeah. the secret, mm-hmm. right? For other folks who have kids out there, you know, they, I guess they'll either have to find a sitter or figure something out. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the tough part. Yeah. Especially when you commit to wedding. I mean, it's easier and hard because you're committing to dates way out. But so also there are weekends. You can make plans for it. You yeah. can make plans for it, you know, make arrangements, babysitting arrangements and stuff. But I mean, that can, that, that can add up too. You know what I mean? And also you don't want your kids to be a burden. <laughs> Just drop them off. Drop them off somewhere. <laughs> Here you go. Right? We'll be back. Not to say that they aren't a burden to my in-laws, you know, but, um, the, but they are a big part of why we're able to have what we have today. And that's awesome. But yeah, I mean, as far as juggling is concerned, we have pretty strict schedules, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, just to make sure that we, we do all the stuff that we're supposed to do, you know, that we have to do. For instance, uh, I think a couple of years ago, my, you know, pre-COVID, our kids were on track and we knew the track meets were on Fridays every summer. So I just didn't take any Friday weddings for the entire months of May and June. Mm-hmm. We just planned that ahead of time. And you guys block out to like time for vacations, like 
You know we do. Yeah, I was like, I know you guys have your, your two weeks vacations. No, it's like a month. <laughs> it's a, actually, it's a month. Yeah, we take nice vacations. I think one of the one of the videographers, our, our mutual friends, they were like, Ben and Karen, you guys are the only people I know that take a vacation in the middle of wedding season. <laughs> it's like, what are you guys thinking? Honestly, I think I would be okay not shooting July weddings. It's so, oh, yeah, so it's hot. So, yeah. hot. Yeah. Yeah. so if I'm going to be hot, I'm, I, I, I would like to be shirtless. You yeah. know? Where are you guys going on vacation this July? Oh, I know where we're going. Um, <laughs> we are, uh, there's going to be a week that we're spending in Orlando. We have some friends visiting from out of town mm-hmm. and they just wanted to go to Orlando. I was like, all right, cool. Well, they have a timeshare down there. So are you guys gonna- going to Disney? We're not Disney people. Oh my god! Right. I think your I think your father was very no disappointed too. Other this. reason to go to Orlando? No, that's not true. <laughs> we went to the Monster Jams Championship like oh, in 2018. Gosh. Thirty-two cars <laughs> jumping through rings of fire. Right? You could do that in New Jersey. I, no, I we can't. No, 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 no. Monster Drop didn't hear yet. No, 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 no. Yes. There's only there's only eight trucks. You go to a Prudential Center, there's only eight trucks. When you go down to Orlando to championships, it's like 36 fucking trucks. <laughs> all right. And you got the entire arena. Your Prudential, listen, not to people on Prudential, it's really big, but you can only fit eight trucks in there, right? This is like a big ass stadium with 36 <laughs> trucks. Okay. Bigfoot. <laughs> El Toro Loco. <laughs> How does it work? Do they just crush cars? Like yeah. The okay. I mean. And that's better than Disney? Fuck yeah! Oh, no! <laughs> Cancel the podcast. No longer friends. <laughs> There's not. Well, all right. Up until recently, there wasn't really much for much for boys in Disney. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, true. Uh, I mean, I would say that Mickey and Goofy and them and the gang, you know, they're pretty gender neutral, right? But then you know you have. A, I mean, not to say that boys can't have fun with princesses and stuff, right? But like that's that just just that kind of that kind of stuff that didn't really appeal to my boys. Yeah, you know, I mean, they have. Uh, cars, which is cool, but I don't think they have too many cars characters out and about. Yeah. Well, oh, now I they do. Have uh, if, you, if you go to Disneyland in California, oh, California, they have the actual cars like uh, rolling around and talking and stuff. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's but, amazing. Uh, but there were two characters that really like, okay, this is who we need to take a picture with. The first one was, uh, you guys remember Big Hero 6? Yeah. The big marshmallow robot? Right, right, right. right. So we took a picture with him. That was a pretty big deal, right? And the other one was uh, Russell from Up, the little kid, oh, the little Asian Rose. kid. The Rose was in for Halloween one time. <laughs> we got to take a picture with all the Asian characters, right? For obvious reasons. So, um, uh, Baymax, someone, Baymax. Yeah, Baymax. Baymax, yeah, yeah, yeah. But our boys are, they actually enjoyed Universal a lot more because that's yeah. where Harry Potter was. So we're big Potter heads over yeah. here. This is a big Potterhead family. Potheads or Potterheads? Potterheads. <laughs> We'll save that conversation for a different <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Well, let's give you guys a big time. To yeah. Go so somewhere. we're going to Orlando and then, uh, so that's a uh, sandwich between our normal vacation time. So we might go somewhere before and then somewhere after. So I think before we're going to go to Mexico. Oh, nice. Ooh. What part? Or like what the part? seventh, eighth time what in a row. You go there all the time. <laughs> I, I remember. Uh, Are you going to go harass fur again? <laughs> we always do. I, f- I forgot what Karis was saying that um that it's hard to find places to go to during like those months. Oh no, everything was booked up. But for spring break, but spring the summer break. should be okay, and the summer oh, we should did be a better. Staycation instead. So okay. We, uh, we where did we go? We went to American Dream. That's what we did. Nice. Did you go ski? <laughs> the big vacation. Did you go ski? <laughs> no, we did not go skiing. I think we did. Oh, we did two escape rooms. I think no, not even there. No, no, we didn't do escape room there. We did escape room over at Bell Works. Bell Works, yeah. But we, what did we do? Uh, we had a Mr. Beast burger and, oh, we did mini golf. <laughs> that was our staycation. What a lame spring break. 
You should have went camping. <laughs> the boys and I, we love camping, but um, Karen's is not, she likes to go glamping. Yeah. Cabin style, like. Uh, like, it was basically like. Let's check the getaway houses, no? Yeah. Like that. yeah that's those are, those fancy. Are nice. Those are nice. It's not fancy. It's fancy. overpriced. It's trailer. It is, it is overpriced. There's cabins that you can rent that, but you know, like they're not as like cozy as the getaway houses, but you kind of have that. I don't it, know. It, it's just know. like bougie camping to me. It is. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I, I don't mind roughing it, you know, like just build a fire, roast some marshmallows over an open I, campfire. I like both. I don't mind doing both. Yeah. Yeah. Different times. Um, yeah. So we're going to Mexico uh, the week before probably. And then after that, uh, we haven't decided yet. We'd like to take the boys back to Europe again. I don't know. We'll see. Because I'm spending a lot of money on a lot of things this year. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to see how my, you know, the, the way that my bank account is set up, right? My checking account is set up, right? I'm like, just going to go to another escape yeah, room. I got to be time to start making an, uh, another round uh, to get a bank loan. <laughs> I don't want their money anymore. <laughs> I don't want their money. You, you know, they, uh, after I started making money in the business, because I, I would used to, I used to go to the bank with my checks and stuff. Like, oh, Mr. Lau, welcome back. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck you. <laughs> you didn't get <laughs> Mr. You like, Lau, you, you're pre-approved. <laughs> yeah. Would you like a loan for I was like, I don't need your money anymore. <laughs> the, the worst thing about business loans is that there's a saying that uh, you, ha- you first have to prove to the bank that you don't need the money, mm-hmm. right? Like if I had good credit and I had $100,000 in cash, why would I need right, to borrow money? Exactly. Right. You know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, they're always asking me if I want a business loan. I was like, no, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys. So All of you. Now that you don't need a business loan, our last question is, what are you most proud of in your business? And what are your next goals? Uh, what I am most proud of is my wife. That she... Oh, so sweet. That she... <laughs> Finally launched her own brand in the middle of the pandemic and she's just fucking crushing it. That's that was awesome. my proudest, that was my proudest awesome. moment. In the 13 yeah. years that we've been doing this, that was my proudest moment. I don't know if it's her proudest moment, but it's certainly, <laughs> certainly my proudest moment. I'm like, get it. You know, this is yours. You earned this. This, is, this has always been yours. Now you can claim it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because for 12 years, she had been working. I, I, don't, I, I wouldn't like to say that I cast a huge shadow. But the thing is- The name, the branding. The branding was always under yeah. my name. But for anyone who's ever worked with us, they it always knew that she was a big part of that brand. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? They knew because they, she answered all the emails. She did all the editing. She did all mm-hmm. the album design. She did all that stuff. She was a big integral part in our business. It's just that her name was never on the branding because we were starting a family around the same time we were mm-hmm. starting a business. We didn't want people to be like, well, I, we hired Ben and Karis. Why is Karis not here? I want a refund. We didn't want to put ourselves in that situation. So that's why it was always been Ben Lau. If mm-hmm. you get Karis, it's a bonus. You yeah. know what I mean? So, uh, so when she launched her own brand in the middle of the pandemic, that was, that was my proudest moment because- like not only did she do it, she like just fucking crushed it. Yeah. In the middle what, of the pandemic, was, which what is was crazy. the the reasoning on her starting her own brand? Well, it was long overdue, number one. Mm-hmm. Long overdue. We were just waiting for the, the right time, the right opportunity to do it. When you're running a business, you're just putting your head down and working. You don't really think about these things, you're just working and working and working, right? And mm-hmm. you get too busy and time just the time just flies by. As you guys know, and then I think a lot of our listeners probably also know that, you know, during the pandemic, you had like reschedules left and right. And in 2020, we had a hundred weddings on the books. We had a hundred weddings that needed to be rescheduled. Wow. And most of those clients were playing nice and they would consult with us before mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. rescheduled for yeah. their dates. But I don't know about you guys, but oh, yeah. like- Yeah, some who didn't. Some didn't. They were <laughs> yeah. like, hey, Ben. Some, uh, some knuckleheads. I, yeah, I rebooked uh, my venue for this date. Are you available? I was like- you didn't even consult with me. I'm not available for mm-hmm. that date. They're like, all right, can I get a refund? I was like, no, mm-hmm. my wife can shoot your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to pretend I died, okay? <laughs> and that contingency kicks in. Ben who? Right? <laughs> They're like, well, we're not sure if Karis can do the job. And that infuriated me. It hurt. 
Karis will never admit it, right? But I would imagine if I were her, I, my feelings would be hurt a little bit because, you know, if I were a photographer for 10 years at that point, a professional photographer who did good work, produced amazing work, mm-hmm. and, and there's a client here who's, who, who's doubting my abilities, my capabilities, yeah. right? That, that's got to hurt a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so I was like, fuck it. We're going to, this is, we're going to, we, we are going to make this right. We're going to write this wrong. It took us 12 years to do it, but you know, it was long overdue. It's something that we needed to have done. So she launched her brand, I think I want to say June, 2020, Yeah, it was early on. For something sure. like that. She booked three weddings in the first two weeks. Nice. That year she booked 20 weddings. That's awesome. They were elopements, backyard weddings, or whatever it was, right? 20 weddings. Right. Right. That's great. And she's booking her ideal clients. You know what? I don't know if you guys know this. Karis charges more than I do. <laughs> Her rate is higher than mine. Karis is like, I'm leaving. I'm charging my worth. <laughs> she, she definitely has built in the, the, the parking into the package. <laughs> yeah. It's a, like, I've been doing this for 13 years, right? She, listen, she's been in it for as long as I have, right? But like two years in, I guess three years in at this point, right? Yeah, wow, it's crazy. Right? Her rate is higher than mine. <laughs> <laughs> And she doesn't even shoot 10 hours. She's like, I'm shooting eight hour weddings. I'm not doing these 10 hour things. I'll do it if they want it, but I'm going to start at eight hours now. Right. So I was like, okay, whatever. Nice. Yeah. So she's, she's, she's doing it on her own terms. Yes. Which yeah. is awesome. That's, that's the point. So that, that was my proudest moment. And uh, the future for us, you know, I don't know how many moral miles we have left on these tires. You know, we're, we're very grateful for the, the, the many years of work that we've been able to get. But we know that this is not going to last forever. Yeah. Right. Our bodies can't take it. <laughs> uh, God willing, I'll be doing this for as long as I, my body can do it. And as long as I'm still relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, who's to say that, hey, listen, I'm going to stop in five years or 10 years. If my clients out there believe that I'm still relevant and they still enjoy my work, I'll, I'll take it. You know, if they, still, if, they, if they have confidence that I can produce the kind of work that they love, who, who am I to say like, no. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. If I can do it, I'll do it. But with that being said, I, I definitely can't shoot the, 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 the pace that I've been shooting for the last 12 years. Yeah. I was shooting at a pace about 40, 50 weddings a year. And that's just, that's not sustainable long term. I don't, no. at least, because I already feel it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These bones are getting old. <laughs> yeah, listen, when, you know, I got to make noises yeah. when I bend over. Yeah, and yeah. Like, like you bend down, you get up and you hear cracks. I, I feel a little dizzy, yeah. you know. <laughs> but God willing, I'll, I'll do this for as long as I can. However, I'm not naive. So I, I, I have to make plans for what my next steps are going to be. So at the moment, and I think a lot of these listeners know already, you know, I do have an educational brand uh, that I started during COVID. And uh, for better or worse, it's, it's been working out. You know, I have, I have a captive audience. I'm not negative. I'm not going negative. <laughs> <laughs> I am spending a lot of money, but I'm not going negative, right? And I'm, I'm getting people's results, you know? Because the thing is, one of, the, one of the biggest, I wouldn't say regrets, right? But one of the biggest disappointments that I've had in my career was that I wasn't able to get any help even though I wanted to get some help, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was like for you guys, but it was, it was similar. We, 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 we were, we went head first and we didn't seek out help or we didn't network for years. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that I regret actually, like yeah. not putting myself out there and, you know, joining groups and getting to know other photographers early on. Yeah. Uh, when I started, when we put our head up, just get some fresh air, you know, cause we had been putting our head down and just working for like six years when we put our head up and then like, all right, let's, 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 let's go meet other people and see what's up. <laughs> Somehow you guys came into our lives <laughs> that year, <laughs> around that same time. But yeah, early on, we, we did try to connect with veteran photographers Yeah. to maybe shadow them, learn from them, mm-hmm. or maybe have them give us advice or something like that. None of them went along with that 
plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't give me the time of day. They just like- That's they, that they, old school mentality of like not sharing secrets and like- Yeah, the competition aspect. Yeah, that you're basically grooming your competition and with all like with what I feel like what I call our generation, we, we all help each other because we, we have the mentality of like, if we all do it the same way, we can all charge more money. We can all, you know- Would you say we're- better together that's right yeah, <laughs> we are we are and, and you know like even today like this people that i know that have been doing this for decades and you know i'll ask them sometimes like hey how come how come you're not an educator and they'll just simply say why would i show my secrets to my competitors and i'm just like you're not like you like you know you can give me a recipe doesn't mean i'm gonna cook the same right but that's their mentality. But you know what? All that information, that that stuff is, you can Google that stuff. And I right. tell all my students this stuff. I like, listen, the value that you get from me is not in the information that I'm going to teach you. You can Google that shit. Mm-hmm. All right. It might take you a little while to Google all of it. You know, I'm just condensing it everything for you. Right. But um, the value in what I bring to the table is, is really just coming down from my experience and maybe diagnose your problem and maybe give you a more custom game plan that suits you a little bit better. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I think sometimes when you Google stuff on the internet, it, it doesn't really work out well for you because maybe that kind of marketing plan doesn't, it's not fit. It's, yeah. it's not a good fit so, for your style. You yeah. Some people are, are more hands-on. You know? So so anyway, uh, yeah. So this is my long way of saying, you know, I guess my golden parachute to all of this is mm-hmm. maybe elevate the community a little bit. Help, uh, provide the help to newcomers into the market, the help that I wasn't afforded when I was first starting out. You know, if I'm able to accomplish this in 13 years, doing it the hard way, can you imagine what people can, can accomplish if they get all the shortcuts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. A lot I mean? quicker. Yep. It, it helps the whole, it helps the entire industry. Yeah. And I think we've all reached a point where you're like, what's next? Because your business is successful, you're making money. And then you're like, what do we do now? And there's a point of like, let's help, let's give back. Let's yeah, this is my share way of, the world of the knowledge that we have. You, you hit on a very important point as far as like why I'm doing this. You know, yeah. this, this is my way of giving back. Because mm-hmm. just to bring it full circle, you know, I remember where I came from. Yeah. You know, working at a chicken factory for $500 a week. You know, that's what I'm charging for my hour, like my overtime now. Yeah. Actually, no, I think Karis charges a little <laughs> bit more than that, right? But, but in any case, like, I remember where I came from, all the struggles that I, that, that I had to go through to get to where I am today. This career has provided for my family so much. This is me giving back to that community. Let's change your life. Exactly. Otherwise, I'd still be working at a chicken factory doing street parking. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's a good full circle ending right there, right? <laughs> doesn't, it, doesn't this make this, doesn't this conversation make you want to focus AF? Yes. I'm focused AF right we, now. We are focused yeah, AF. Focused AF. Okay. So now that we come full circle with your sales and marketing courses and your education platform, what else are you working on now? So good question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. This is something that Karis and I have been working on for, I want to say at least five years. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but you know, Karis and I, we, we do travel around the world, attend workshops, and this is kind of our way of kind of seeing how other people do things, kind of just gathering other flavors from around the world, bringing it bring that inspiration back to our own work. But in any case, um, what we were exposed to overseas were these very intimate workshops. And when I say intimate, we're talking about a couple hundred. You know, a lot of the workshops that we've attended here in the United States, uh, they've been numbering C- the thousands. A couple thousands, yeah. Right? These are much more intimate, right? So I imagine there's probably other workshops that are similar in that way, maybe mm-hmm. 100, 200 people. We haven't attended them yet. <laughs> <laughs> right? I haven't either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we wanted to have that type of learning environment. We wanted to produce something like that for our home base. Because I imagine there's a lot of them in the city. There's a lot of, the, like when I say the city, I mean New York City. 
I imagine there might even be some in Philadelphia or LA or whatever, but there really isn't too much of that going on in New Jersey. Not that I'm aware of anyway. So in a way of me giving back to the community, my wife and I, we thought that we might put together a conference of sorts for our our home audience in New Jersey. I don't know how much I want to share at the moment, (laughs) but uh, that is something in the works. Right now we are in the middle of the planning stage. Actually, uh, I think I'm putting down the the deposit later on this week. (laughs) (laughs) So it's happening, whether whether I'm ready for it or not, it's happening. Uh, This is super duper exciting for us. Um, It's something that we've been working on for about five or six years now. And to give you a little idea of what we have in mind, the the one big issue that we found with a lot of workshops out there, or even just even seminars and things like that, a lot of them sell on inspiration and motivation. Uh, One of my good friends, they call it hustle porn, Mm -hmm. so to speak. So basically you're just teaching people, or actually, you're not not even teaching people, you're just getting them all riled up with all this excitement and energy. Mm -hmm. And then they go home with all this energy and there's really nothing actionable there's nothing that they can do to channel this energy, right? Yeah. They're just like, yeah, I'm going to go out there and kick ass, but like, there's no roadmap. Mm-hmm. Then the next wedding is a month away. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm also the firm believer that, you know, you could be a great photographer and a lot of these workshops, they're really great creative workshops to teach how to shoot. That is also a very important component in being successful. However, you know, just being great at your craft is not good enough. You need to be able to run a successful business. Yep. You need to be, yes, no, uh, you need to be very effective at selling and marketing and all right. that good stuff. Right. So that is going to be the crux of the conference that we're planning. It's going to be very business focused and we have a great lineup of speakers. Yeah. And I think it's important to, aside from the speakers that people realize it's not a, you're coming to learn technical skills or how to shoot this, how to do that. Cause there's a million of those conferences and people will spend thousands of dollars going to these conferences and it does nothing for their business. So I think people need to kind of take a step back and realize I need to do a business workshop or learn a little bit more of the business side so that I can actually grow my business and keep doing what I love. Right. I think a lot of photographers focus too much on the technical stuff and don't really wrap their head around actually how to run a business. And yeah, when they say technical, you mean yeah. like the creative technical creative stuff. Side, yeah. Right, like so, OCF and mm-hmm. like how to pose, you know, all that. Listen, all that stuff's very important, but you can learn how to do all that stuff and not have a successful business. Right. Oh yeah. You know I've, I mean? I've met numerous people. They'll blow you away with their images, but they can't book weddings. Mm-hmm. You know, I think and, we have some mutual friends <laughs> who fit that description. Know, and, um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but even then, right. Even with all that information, and I, I think our good friend Esteban said this, you know, like you can have all this information, but it's meaningless unless you implement it. Yeah. You know, hundred percent. And I think that that's a struggle too. And I guess that's where the motivation and the mindset and the hustle porn, that, that's where that comes in. But there are so many workshops that sell that. And I think at least my target audience, they are ready for something else. They want to learn something that they can implement into the business. They don't need to be motivated. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's the, the, the larger theme here that I'm working with here. You know, like they don't, the people that I'm, I want to work with or the people that I want to educate, they don't need to be told that they need to hustle. They need to work harder. They, they already got that stuff. They can work hard. They know that they can work hard. They just need a roadmap. They just need someone who's been where they are and they're standing where they want to be and they just want to get the instruction manual to get there. Yeah. So speaking of hustle and grind and all the crazy things that you have to do to start your business, uh, let's lean into our hot topic of the day, which we saw on Facebook today, which was a post in a local photo booth group where someone posted that they do not agree in paying to make money. And by that means they didn't want to pay into a bridal show, five, $600, whatever it is, 
to only book three events. So grateful. <laughs> That's a pretty good ROI, if you yeah. ask me. So I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that. Um, There's no free lunch. I feel like, it, yeah, it's definitely a good ROI. I mean, me and Jen did bridal shows, and there would be some that were duds and some that were we booked. It's not, I think... It goes back to uh, people wanting to be spoon fed. They expect to. They want a free lunch. Yeah, pace us on your bucks. And like, how many do you want to book? 10? Like, come on. Well, I mean, 10 would be pretty nice. Yeah, but like, <laughs> come on. Let's, let's, let's be reasonable here. If, if, it, if it's a bridal next And you got boat, six other competitors selling the same thing, right? Yeah. Possibly, yeah. It's, come on. Like, you know, if, if you're starting your business, any booking counts. As long as you're not going negative. Three, as long yeah. as you're not going negative. And even if, you're not, even if you go negative, you come out there with nothing, like monetarily wise, right? Financially wise, you, you come out with knowledge, you come out with wisdom, experience. That in itself is worth yeah. something. And yeah. you, you'll break even with just one booking. And even what we had talked about earlier, bigger picture is that you might book three, but one of those three might bring you 20 events from their network. So at that point, you're making thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000. Yeah. And yeah. your 600 is nothing compared to that. I mean, we, our first bridal show, we, I think we paid that same amount, like 600 bucks. It was in the college of Staten Island. We met one bride. She booked us. We did her wedding. And now we've done her friends, her friends of friends, her family, family of family. We're still doing one of their close networks, uh, weddings in June. And it's been seven years. Mm -hmm. So I would say she's brought us a good amount of money in the past seven years. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say those bridal shows are not worth it or Mm -hmm. paying to play is not worth it. When at the end of the day, you can expand your network and make even more money. Yeah. I mean, you did lose 18 bucks crossing the Verrazano. (laughs) (laughs) No, we were living in Staten Island. It cost us us nothing. um, Yeah, it turned out well. And, you know, she, I, I remember... When we met with her, she was going back and forth with another photographer and comparing our prices. She took a chance on us because we, we were kind of, we weren't that new, but we were still, you know, building our business. And man, like what she did for us, like what she's done for us through referrals has just been a huge game changer for us. You know, she took a chance on us and it paid paid over so many times. It's, it's like a, a well that just doesn't dry up. Yeah. I think a lot of people just, they just focus on the little money and then they lose out on the opportunity for big money. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that you guys should go out there and work for exposure. That's not what I'm saying. Right. You know, but listen, if you're going to be sitting at home with a thumb of your ass, not making any money <laughs> mm-hmm. on a Saturday, you know, a Saturday coming up, you know, you might as well make a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're not losing anything by doing that. You know what I mean? You're not, and, and, and I think that's what I, that's what I mean when I say, you know, some people's egos get in the way of their own success. I, I guess they aren't uh, focused AF. <laughs> They're not focused AF. They focus on the wrong things. That's yeah. what it is. And the nerve to say, I'm not going to spend X amount and only book three weddings. Mm-hmm. You made your money back. Yeah. Some nerve. <laughs> yeah. I think I made this point earlier. You know, even if you break even, that's fine. Even if you lose money, it's, it's still knowledge and experience is still worth something. Yeah. And that's one I mean? more person that could possibly shout your name to their network. Yeah. But yeah. ideally you don't want to go negative. Okay. You want to break even at least. Yeah. Right. But I don't think I've ever left empty handed from a trade show. I've always booked at least one thing. Yeah, you know? and it's a good learning experience. Like you said, I always say I t- want to try everything at least once, one time. And if it doesn't earn me anything, that's fine. At least I tried it. I tried everything at least twice. The oh. first one might have been a fluke. <laughs> you never know. You, you just want to make sure. You just want to make sure that it, it was a my fuck up. You know what I mean? Um, like for instance, the the uh, the the couple that I just met with earlier this evening. 
She was number three, couple number three from a trade show that we did recently. Nice. Paid 400 bucks. You wouldn't pay 400 bucks to make 10,000 bucks? Mm-hmm. Right. This is before IPS, all right? I would do that. I would make that trade every single day, twice on Tuesday. Yeah. I'll take that deal. It's an easy deal. Yeah. You know, it's like, I shouldn't pay money to get make leads. Listen, if you're paying for a subscription to the Knot, the Wedding Wire, right? You're paying for Google ads or Facebook ads. You're paying for leads. Yeah. All right. What's the difference with yeah. going, paying money to go to a trade show? At least, at least for me, I know that's like sure money. You know what I mean? For me, at least, because I know I'm not leaving empty handed. So I guess we, what we've learned from this episode is that Ben Lau is very focused AF. Most of the times I'm focused <laughs> AF. I definitely agree that he's focused AF. Yeah. With a lot of hustle and drive and this is where he's at. And we can't wait to see what you come up with next. Big uh, risk taker. One, yeah. one kid on the way. I'm leaving my job. <laughs> <laughs> he took a bet and look, it worked out. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was I wasn't gonna lose that bet. I don't I don't play no to choice. lose. Yeah. I don't play to lose. You know? Karis would have killed you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys enjoy this show, uh, I would welcome you guys. I would invite you guys over to check out maybe some of our bloopers. Yes. Some of our behind yeah. the scenes yeah, we stuff. Have a couple. We have a yeah, couple. you guys, uh, you can find all that stuff over at focus.af on Instagram. On Instagram, and you can find our podcast on. As far as I'm concerned, I think we're on Spotify. <laughs> there we go. Which is what you're listening to right now. So yeah, there you a good go. Ch- you can find us on Spotify and Spotify. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> see you next time. Thank Adios. you guys all so much for listening. We'll see you guys on the next one. Adios. Focus AF is a fun business focused podcast for wedding creatives. Co-hosted by award-winning husband and wife wedding photography teams, Ben and Karis. And Jen and Roe, where we help fellow wedding creatives with their sales and marketing. With laid-back conversations and real talk with some of our most favorite people in the universe. And with that being said, are you focused AF? I am focused AF today. We are focused AF. I think I might be focused AF. (laughs) Welcome to the Focused AF Podcast.